Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I talk with Joe Waters of SelfishGiving.com for The Joe Show. In this episode, we talk about all sorts of social impact topics from Joe's recent webinar on influencers to Team Trees with YouTuber Mr. Beast and how the Arbor Day Foundation ran with that super fun internet meme. We talk about Veterans Day cause campaigns that caught our attention and why. And I issue a very special challenge to Joe to come up with a cause marketing promotion around the OK Boomer meme, and Joe delivers. Last but not least, we start what will become, I think, a more important and larger discussion about sustainable practices in cause marketing and social impact. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. All right, everyone. It is my favorite episode of the month, the Joe Waters episode. Hey, Joe. You know, after last month, I didn't think you were going to have me back. I just said, you know, it's going to be a one-time thing. It's not going to be that special. You're on your own now. You're kind of running the world. You know, you don't need a a middle-aged guy to help you out. You keep me whole. You complete me, Joe. (laughs) How could I do the show? How could I not have you on at least once a month? Well, Mm. it's a pleasure to be back. And it's always fun talking to you about Cause marketing. Cause marketing and social mm-hmm. impact and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want to start off by asking you, you just did a fun little webinar recently about influencer marketing with our friend Rich Maori at Rocket Social Impact. So tell us about the webinar. I wasn't able to make it, but I've, I've rumor yeah. has it there's a recording that I could potentially watch. So. There is. There is. Then I'm going to make that available on my newsletter in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, it was good. And it was actually hosted by um, Jen Debaj Gunan, who works with Rich and she was great. And, you know, there was some great takeaways, lots of great information about why nonprofits should be using influencers and how they can use influencers. You know, and there were some different things that I really came away from uh, the presentation thinking about. One of the things I was I was thinking about, Megan, which I think is important is, and I'm thinking about this because I go back to Georgetown next week and we mm. have Blackboard come in. And one of the things Blackboard talks about is just how little millennials and Gen Z uh, giving to causes at this point compared mm. to say baby boomers mm. and maybe even Gen X, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things I think is really important to know based on influence is millennials and Gen Z, they have a lot of influence, yeah. not only within their own generation, but with other generations too. And I think we need to keep that in mind. So I really encourage people not to ignore Gen Z and millennials. Are people uh, ignoring and, Gen Z and millennials? Though I feel like that's all people talk about is well, Gen Z and millennials. Well, I think they are maybe from a fundraising perspective, yeah. not realizing, of course, that they do have influence over uh, other generations, specifically their parents, their parents and maybe who their parents give to. We're just like marionette monkeys, Joe. That's you right. And I. Like, <laughs> well, think the about strings. that. You and I, you and I were like, no, they're not controlling everything. <laughs> 
And then we get off the phone. I, we go down to our kids. Our kids are like, yeah, we're ordering out tonight. This is what we're doing this weekend. These are the five things you're going to do to me for me in the next hour. You know, so I mean, like, you know, so we are not in control. All One right, of these so days, we're going to do a video podcast so they can see that I'm mimicking being a marionette right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, uh, point taken. So tell tell yeah. us, uh, you said you walked away with some good tips. Tell us. Yeah, like, so I walked you, away a couple, a couple other so things. So don't ignore in, millennials and Gen Z, but what, that's what right. else? Another big thing is, hey, look, if you're going to work with influencers, you need to be on social media, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because, you know, that's what the influencer is going to... The influencer in general has a decision has the ability to choose who they're going to work with. And if they go to a nonprofit site and maybe they're not active on, no, you know, a like couple of different channels. Yeah. It's like, well, what are they going to do? I could be working with someone else. What are they right. going to do if you, you know? don't have a social channel? Yeah. Are there- well, that's the thing. What do you link to? What do you promote? And then when people go there and it's like this dead site that you haven't been working on at all. So I think that's really <laughs> important that before you start working out, well, you know, working with social influencers, you really need to think about um, your own site. And that kind of leads to another important point too, Megan, is that, you know, the best way to, I think, to attract influencers is to be an influencer yourself. And more nonprofits could be doing that in yeah. terms of putting themselves out there as experts in a particular space. And, you know, one of the examples I like to use is Tom Harrison from the Bearology Museum, who's become the go-to expert on bear and vehicle collisions, right? So if a bear hits uh, or a car hits a bear somewhere in Pennsylvania, the local newspaper, the local media calls up Tom and says, hey, Tom, what's going on? Why are these accidents happen? How can we prevent these things? So he's become the go-to person for this area. So when I think about, you know, as a person of influence, I think to myself like, wow, this person has a following. I want to be part of this. I want to be involved with this person. Okay, but let's 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 make some distinctions here because first of all, I think we can safely say that influencer marketing is a 2.0 strategy. Yeah. Like if you Definitely. don't have your website and your social channels up, yeah. we'll call that 1.0. So like, yeah. don't even go there. And second right. of all, what's this guy's name? Tom? What's the bear guy? Yeah, name? What, Tom Harrison. Tom yeah. Harrison. Okay. So yeah. I think that's a really interesting example because he's, it seems to me, I've never heard of mm-hmm. this guy, but I'm not big yeah. in the bear collision space, <laughs> but it seems to me that he's probably like a micro influencer, right? Like yeah. there are probably, right. it's probably a niche community that right. talks about this and cares about it. And it probably spans a bunch of different industries. That's right. But it's not, that's not mainstream. That's not Kim Kardashian influencer. No, level, no. But it's well, a very that's specific... one of the things that Jen did a good job describing mm-hmm. yesterday too, is the different types of influencers. Yeah. You know, they're micro influencers, right. obviously with small followings, uh, macro influencers, obviously bigger followings, but not celebrities, and then mm-hmm. celebrity influencers who, you know, are huge. And, you know, one of the things Jen was talking about, because she's had a lot of experience working with these people is like, you know, with the celebrity influencer, that's great. But when you get to that level, you also have to think about how you're going to work with this person in a really effective way. And it may require a lot of resources on your and part. And money. Like, it might require yeah, money. and money. And, you know, like one of the things she said she's learned from her experiences, like, look, if you want that influencer to be at your event or be at a place at a certain time, you have to hire a car to make sure that person gets taken around everywhere where they need to be instead of like driving you nuts because they're not there yet, right? Mm. So you need to manage them and you need to find out what the constraints of that is too because celebrities have their own agenda about this that they want to do. Is there a 
What's the M&M? Is it brown M&Ms or green M&Ms? Is there a green M&M uh, corollary to uh, influencers like there is for celebrities? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Well, you know, it's de- it, it, it's definitely, you know, as we saw in our last conversation, we were talking about Kasim King, right? Who became an instant influencer because he asked people to donate yep, uh, to, to his Venmo, Venmo beer fund, right? Yep. And, and that cut both ways, you know, when we talked about that. Totally. So, uh, you know, that we have to think about that with influencers, that anything that we're getting involved in, it's kind of like, you know, but think about it too. If we go out and get another form of earned media, like if we go out and written up in a newspaper or we're on a TV show that could cut both ways, right? Because, you know, the person could talk about some of the good things that we're doing, but maybe they find some stuff to talk about that also comes up in the article that people are like, gee, I didn't think they were going to talk about that. And yeah. you realize that this is not, you a don't have control. Thing. You don't That's have right. that your That's PR right. key message clause into them. You have to let them, yeah. you have to trust that they're going to represent you in a way that's favorable, that's right. that's but authentic. Right. I mean, I think that's why people turn to to influencers because they're authentic. Now, let me throw something right. about, let me ask you this question because this, mm. so one of the things we noticed last year in the Halo Award applications that came through mm-hmm. is that almost every single one of them had yeah. influencers in them, which we all yep. noticed, like independently, all the judges, I'm not a judge, but right. all the judges were like, did you notice this influencer? I mean, there was a whole, so many people are using influencers, but let me ask right. you this. So I think the tricky part is, because every time I talk about influencers, I want to talk about it in relationship with a cause and a company and the influencers, yep. which makes it more complicated. Right. And I think when you have a company involved, mm-hmm. that influencer is going to expect to get paid. Like yeah. some of these nonprofit campaigns with influencers happen just because, yeah, I don't know, I have uh, breast cancer and I'm a breast mm-hmm. cancer advocate, so I'm going to support Coleman right. because it's important to me personally. Um, but right. I think the second you have a brand involved, they're like, and now you have to pay me. Yeah. What do you right. think? Well, I think that's I think that is the case. And I think in a lot of ways, it's kind of like getting on Facebook or Instagram these days. You know, you're going to have the most success if you have a paid strategy. And I think that's the case with influencers. Yeah. too. But one of the things that we should keep in mind about companies and Jen made this point yesterday, too, is influencers is one way that companies can help us too, right? Because the company may already work with an influencer. Exactly. They can involve in a campaign. It's a resource. And, That's right. And it's one of those things that if we always look at companies as like, hey, are you going to be doing a point of sale program for me? Or are you going to be doing an employee workplace giving program? Hey, you have influencers. We need to tap into that. You know, that's a great opportunity for the uh, for the nonprofit. So when we go and visit with companies, we should keep that in that toolkit. Right. Of one of the things that we should talk about. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. One book I've just discovered and highly recommend is Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It by Chris Voss. Voss was the FBI's lead international kidnapping negotiator, and in his book, he provides really practical tips you can use to become more persuasive, both in your personal and professional life. I found this book so useful that I'm listening to it again on Audible, and you can get it for free with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. You included in your newsletter, um, 
and I may actually have them on the podcast, but I just want to mm. mention quickly the uh, Team Trees movement. Yeah. Where yeah. this yeah. is so interesting. So, like, there's this YouTuber named Mr. Beast. I don't even yeah, know who right. he is. <laughs> and well, you know, it's funny. So generational, right? Because I'm I said like, that to that my guy? son. Yeah. I said that to my son. He's like, Mr. Beast, you're coming from Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know who Mr. Beast is, yeah. and it sounds like you don't either. But apparently, he's like some huge YouTuber. Yeah. But it, here's what happens that I think is so interesting: is that it sounds like like the internet challenged Mr. Beast to do something around planting trees. Like you right. need to help plant 20 million trees by 2020. So he decided, to, for some reason, that he was actually going to take this on. And they, mm-hmm. um, you know, he got some of his YouTube friends uh, right. <laughs> to, to work on planting trees for the yeah. Arbor Day Foundation, which I'm sure the Arbor Day. Yeah. Foundation was probably like asking Google, like, who is Mr. Beast, just like I am. (laughs) (laughs) But then they kind of took it and ran with it. And then they got um, a bunch of CEOs to sign on to this Team Trees pledge. I just think it's uh, I think it's fascinating. And apparently they had like more than 14 million trees planted. I'm sure now it's more than that. They had 600 YouTube creators. Um, They had a Team Trees campaign reach $5 million in individual online donations. Like, insane so i can't yeah. hopefully i can no, get them on good. the podcast and, to talk about how I mean, that all happened and you know one of the things that we've talked about too in the couple times that we've been together is about this notion about how companies look for audiences to tell them what is popular good and profitable in the world right mm-hmm. and this is a good example where an influencer created an audience right and then companies get excited yes. because they're like wow oh, look at all these influencers that, yeah look at all these look influencers all these that are and you know look at all the millions of followers that these people have so it was a great opportunity and you know i would really encourage people to think about that too like hey you have a great opportunity not only to build an audience with say an event or a newsletter or a podcast, but you could build it with an influencer too. Yeah, no, I think that's really yeah. smart. Okay, let's yeah. talk about something. I have a challenge for you. I have an on-air challenge for you. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Speaking about how old we are. So, yeah. okay, can you please explain the OK Boomer meme that's been going on? <laughs> Speaking well, of how old and dumb we are. Okay, my son says OK Boomer to me 20 times a day. Okay, <laughs> and and he says it has nothing to do with my actual age. It has to do. Oh, it's like your mentality. You're like 1950s it's your mentality. Grandpa. It's yeah. It's it's about your mentality, and and what it really is is saying that you are out of touch. Uh, you know, so you're not you know, woke. And, that's right. You're not woke. And there was actually a really famous example of this from a legislator down in New Zealand who was given a presentation and then someone in the crowd started heckling her and she reached up her hand. She said, OK, boomer, you know, and, you know, and, and it is it's just it's it's a reflection of of, uh, you know, someone being out of touch. And now, you know, there's been some pushback on it because some people have written some articles like, uh, you know, there was one article I think it was called like, OK, Burma, OK, millennial. And, you know, pushing back on some of this stuff. And uh, but I think you have some ideas about where you want to take this. Well, So, okay, here's my question. So basically, it's this whole meme where it's like, you know, older people are out of touch and they don't understand the problems that millennials have today. And, you know, it's just a way of like shutting somebody down pretty much instantly. So I saw that the um, I don't know, the CEO or president of AARP or something came back and like her big retort was, well, we're the ones who have all the money, which yeah. kind of is kind of an OK Boomer statement to begin with. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. But I, so I was wondering, OK, so here's my challenge to you, Mr. Ideas. Yeah. How do you turn OK Boomer into a cause marketing campaign? Mm, like, what could you possibly one. do to be like, yeah. OK, let's take like this is cause jacking. Like we've talked about this yeah. on the show before, like take something that's happening in the media and turn it yeah. into a cause campaign. Like, 
Yeah. Who could you yeah. get to sponsor yeah. the OK Boomer hashtag? But like people are making merch out of this stuff. <laughs> like it's I know. crazy. I saw some sweatshirts, you know, oh, they have all totally. these different things, you know. You know what might be interesting is and uh, what immediately comes to mind with a campaign like this is some type of hashtag campaign. Right. Either yep. you work with the OK Boomer hashtag or you morph it into something else. And then every time someone uses it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like maybe it's not OK Boomer, it's OK Boomerang or something like that. Mm. And the whole idea <laughs> is that, you know, what you give comes back to you, right? Oh, you know? good. And yeah, Look at you, you know? thinking on yeah. the spot. Ah, there we go. See, you know, so don't ask me to do anything, but I can talk about <laughs> things, you know? And, you know, and I think, you know, I, that would be... That would be my first guess on something like that is some type of hashtag campaign. What do you, what would well, you yeah, do? No, I love that. And I just think like, I'm just trying to think of like who the charity could potentially be. What, yeah. what, who's the, who are we developing this idea for? So like, what if I'm sure there are organizations out there that like pair millennials with yes, boomers right. and they do something together, right. like plant, t- they join the team trees. They join yeah. team trees. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they plant trees together, millennials and boomers, and yeah. there's a whole nonprofit organization. That's who this campaign is going to benefit. Yeah. I'm just maybe saying, like, be, maybe it could be like a big brother, big sister. You well, know, the yeah. idea no, of That's a great idea. Right? That's a yeah, great idea. For something like that. And uh, yeah, but I think there's a lot of angles and something like that. And, you know, before long, we probably will see some type of campaign come out of OK Burma. Yeah. And, you know, where we'll and you see heard it some first of, people that we're just going to say right. that. We yeah. came up with the idea. So it'll be just... something. It'll be something totally different. We'll be like, no, it was our idea. <laughs> we thought about that, you know. So <laughs> we talked about that on episode six hundred fifty-nine thousand of Gospel That's right. Radio. Yeah, pay attention, folks. You have you seen any turkey campaigns? Besides what's done for food banks, yeah, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think too, just around Veterans Day, yeah. If there- any campaigns that really, you know, caught my attention. I mean, I did see the one uh, between Dunkin' Donuts and A Million Thanks. And the organization is called A Million Thanks. I had never heard of oh. them before, but I guess they thank that's vets, a good November charity. Uh, for being involved. Yeah. You know, one thing I thought was interesting and uh, w- probably one of the most interesting campaigns came out of Canada when the Royal Canadian Legion uh, challenged players on Fortnite and other war-related games to actually put down their arms for an hour that oh, day. interesting. And to think about, you know, the people out there that really made uh, the sacrifice. Um, you know, so I thought that was kind of an interesting effort interesting. Uh, to get people to think about Veterans Day uh, in a meaningful way. You know, and you know, let's face it, a lot of these games that kids play, the Call of Duty, Fortnite, you know, those types of things, it's, you know, war oriented. Yeah, war oriented. Well, and, and that actually brings up our friend Dan Goldenberg actually reached yeah. out to me on the Friday before Veterans Day. His organization, Call of Duty Endowment, which is, you know, basically created by um, the founder and CEO of Activision, um, they work on placing vets in meaningful employment. And so they actually turned 10 this year on Veterans Day and they launched a new campaign that's called Higher Higher Honor. And what they're going to be doing is featuring authentic campaigns of real combat vets. And so they're really trying to kind of humanize vets. And I thought that was so interesting because it reminded me of something that Macy's... um, has been doing, and that's a second year campaign this year called Macy's Salutes Those Who Serve. Um, and they partnered with two charities that I actually hadn't heard of before, Bunker Labs, which helps get uh, 
helps veterans and military families start businesses. And then Blue Star Families, who kind of help support the support system of, you know, kind of military families. Um, And they featured actual vets and military families in their campaign this year. So I think there's like there's kind of a shift going on. And it's not that authenticity is something new, but, you know, kind of when you think of military and veterans, like unless you are in that community, it's kind of like nameless, faceless type type campaigns. Um, And you see a lot of like, get a free donut, get a free cup of coffee on Veterans Day. But those two, I thought, really did a good job of sort of humanizing and starting to tell the stories of like who these people are and what they've gone through and what they're doing now and what what help they need. And, you know, kind of showing the humanity behind these individuals instead of just being like the vets need help. You know, these people are broken or whatever the, the stereotype is. So... I thought those were pretty interesting. And then um, Kind also did a Heroes Bar. Where I saw that. 100% yeah. of the proceeds, which language I don't like, but um, Benefits Hope for the Warriors Wish program. Um, and they did a patriotic mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. on their wrappers. And I think we're that starting was, to see that a little bit more, like specialized cause products for certain occasions. Yeah, but a lot of times they're and, only available online. Have you noticed that? Like, the, remember the Rice Krispies thing we did? That was, mm, like, you had to order something online, the right. sensory stickers. And yeah. I think that's right. maybe a little a little micro trend. Yeah, that's right. Well, you probably saw on Twitter yesterday announced that Twinkies is coming out with its own cereal. So, um, uh, really? you know, I just think that's like the perfect combination of cereal of and milk is it? To, for it to taste is like it Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and I are going to have to disagree. So speaking on that, of cereals, <laughs> kind of gross, honestly. Well, but so, like, I'm just thinking too of. Um, who was it? Was it Doritos that did mm-hmm. that um, white package with yes. the rainbow chip on it or yep. whatever? I'm pretty yep. sure that was only available online, too. So it's kind yeah. of interesting. They do these like little limited runs and they don't yeah. stick it into their regular distribution system. They're like, right. if you want this special little thing, you have to order it online. Yeah. So and, and, and that's when I get the feel that something is more a stunt. You know, mm. in the sense, like, you know, they're kind of putting it out there and is stuff it a like stunt that. Like or that. is it like a trial and they want to see? It might be a like, trial. Let's see how uh, this yeah. goes. Let's see what the yeah. response is. I don't think yeah, it's a bad you know, thing. for something like that. No, not necessarily. And actually, you know, one of the things I'm really sensitive to, and I'm I'm sure you think about what this too. What are you too, sensitive to, Joe? I worry about cause products when they contribute to waste. So in a lot oh. of instances, a lot of instances when it comes to product cause products, I would rather see a company use its existing product line mm-hmm. and then just identify a certain item in that line that would benefit a cause, mm-hmm. and then add a sticker or a tag or something like that. Mm-hmm. But don't go through the whole process of creating like a, you know, a a special wrapper and then doing a major run and then have a bunch of bars that are left unsold and maybe just get thrown away Mm. or a bunch of shirts that get thrown away because they don't fit the campaign now. So I think we need to think about that more as cause marketers is like, you know, how can we be sustainable with our practices? And in a lot of instances, I think cause products or what we sometimes call purchase triggered donations that, you know, they kind of, they're the offender in that area. That's really interesting. And I think we should do a whole separate show on that totally seriously, because you and I had a conversation offline not too long ago about like, what about pinup campaigns? Like how much paper are you wasting creating little pinups that I don't know? I mean, you used to work in this business. How many of those goes to goes go to Absolutely. waste? Absolutely. Throw um, them away. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and I think I think people are really starting to look at that a lot more in terms of like I took my daughter to a burger restaurant yesterday and they were like, do you want a straw? Like they're like, we have to ask people now you ordered a drink, but do you want a straw? Like it's the whole plastics piece, the whole waste piece. So um, I think that's an excellent point. So. You're going to hear more about that, listeners. Yeah, because we're no, going to I think dive into that. I, you know, I think it's a, you know, as an industry, as a, you know, a business, I think we need to think about that more. How how can we be more responsible? Absolutely. And, um, and I think ge- an not generating point. not generating junk is a good way of being responsible. I love that. I think we yeah. actually have to end the show on that note because that was so yeah. profound so and powerful. smart. Like, yeah. do you want to yeah. just drop your mic now? Absolutely. And I think I just want to leave people on that note. Like, <laughs> don't don't create that people don't need and don't buy. Right. Good night and good luck. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. OK, well, on that note, folks, we uh, Joe will be back next month. We're probably going to talk about holiday stuff. And Giving oh, Tuesday and all sorts of stuff because that's what happens in December. And Joe and I are just yeah. really kids at heart when it comes to that stuff. So yeah. we'll be talking about that next month. We will make sure to include Joe's show notes. I'm sorry, in the show notes, we will include the link to Joe's webinar that he did mm-hmm. with Rich, if yep. that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we'll include links to some of the campaigns that we talked about today. But we will catch you next time on Cause Talk Radio. Thanks for being here, Joe. You're welcome. You're welcome.